Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, in keeping with the week that's in it, I suppose we should rebrand the podcast. Red Business. All that's best about business in court. So on this once-off aid business, we've got lots to talk about. The credit unions that are offering current accounts. We will also speak with the finalists of this year's Ignite at UCC Awards. But first up, we are in awards season. We're going to hear the core company of the awards next week with the Chamber Dinner that's back. I'm really looking forward to that. But the great and the good of the business scene were out in black tie style last weekend at the Vienna Woods Hotel. The occasion was the Cork Business Association's Cork Business of the Year Awards. And with me now to talk about her own success is Sheena McCarthy, who is the newly crowned SME Business of the Year for Sheena's Boutique. How are you, Sheena? I'm absolutely wonderful. Thank you. I'm very overwhelmed by this wonderful award that we received on Saturday evening. Well, congratulations, because it is nice to be honoured always, but to be named SME Business of the Year must mean a lot to you. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. Um, it means an awful lot to me. I suppose on behalf of my myself, my supporting family, my inspiring team, we are honoured, pleased and humbled to accept um, this year's CBA Small Business of the Year Award and to join the past recipients, um, which I've long respected. It's been an enlightening experience and being a moment of pause, I suppose, really how well we have done and how far we have come. I'm just overwhelmed. Tell us a little bit about the business. You've been knocking around a bit. Yes, well, actually, we've been knocking around over 50 years. Um, I suppose I grew up surrounded by fashion. My mum, Joan Walsh, set up Sheena's Boutique 50 years ago in Middleton in my grandmother's front room. Um, She won a thousand euros on the bonds and, and she literally... My uncle was getting married in Bermuda at the time and she came up to Cork looking for an outfit to wear going... They were going to go over to the wedding in Bermuda and um, she struggled to get an outfit and she always loved fashion. So she put the thousand euros, thousand pounds into my grandmother's front room and set up a little boutique. And that's how she started her business um, over 50 years ago. So she always had a magnificent eye for detail. She brought fashion houses to Cork that no one ever heard of. She's really an inspiring woman. It's it's still the same thing, isn't it? That uh, someone gets invited to a wedding, uh, they've nothing to wear, they don't necessarily want an off-the-shelf thing, they want something that's a little bit unique. It was a problem 50 years ago and it's still a problem now. Um, yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, people like something different, obviously, as you said, when they're going to an occasion or going to a wedding. Um, and I suppose what we're known for is we're known for our customer service. I suppose it's the beating heart of Sheena's. We live and breathe fashion. It's running through her blood. And we believe in customer service hugely. And I suppose I suppose we are we love the creativity, the empowerment and the fun of fashion that brings to our community. And I suppose we are we're after all creating identities. So I suppose people come to us for something a little bit different. They come to us for the service. Um, and that's what we're about. That's what Sheena's Boutique is known for. Mm, great. Now, and we, you... we also have adapted hugely to, I suppose, when we went into lockdown. Um, we've gone very much into lovely smart casuals as well. So we're not just for occasions. We have the most incredible casual collections also. And again, a price point that will suit a lot of pockets. Mm. Um, so we're we're catering for all needs. Let's talk about lockdown because that, that did result in a bit of a pivot for you. Um, it, there was a tactile element to your business. The boutique was people coming in, looking at a dress, deciding they liked it. You couldn't do that if if they were buying online. So how did you how did you overcome that challenge? Well, I'll be honest with you. Oh Lord, where do I start? When when I look back, okay, nothing I suppose really could have prepared any of us for for the changes that we faced. 
Um, I had deliveries arriving to my door daily. My my doors were locked. Um, and yet we had to move our stock. <laughs> we, you know, so we hadn't an online, we did we weren't online at the start of, of lockdown. So we were we were very active in the social media side of it. We had I blog regularly. So luckily I had built up a really good customer base through my social media. Um, and that kept us going over the first lockdown. I mean, I can remember coming days when my heart was in my mouth. I was like going, how am I going to move this stock? And we actually, that particular summer, that March, we did have dressy occasional wear, but everything had stopped. So, you know, it was a struggle. I worked really hard at moving my stock through um, blogging every day, spent hours in front of a camera every day, blogging, putting it up on Instagram and Facebook. We were doing, I suppose, a lot of click and collect. We were you know, going to the GPO every day with bag loads of packages, posting them off. And we were also behind the phone. So the phone was, we had one girl constantly answering the phone there for customers, advising them. And people just rang for chit chat really as well. So it was a struggle at the start, but it actually made us, we reinvented ourselves. Mm. and it kind of brought us into the home of customers through our social platforms, our social media platforms. So what, where's next then, Gina? If, if you've pivoted to this, so you've now got a great online business. I think you've got the bricks and mortar back as well. Yeah. Where, what direction does the business go in? The future for, for Sheena, is really, as you've asked me, is, is very exciting. It's very bright. Um, while my physical store has reopened, obviously, about a year ago, my e-commerce sales are not slowing down. And we aim to invest in our brand awareness through technology, advertising, and to attract lifetime value customers. I suppose I feel that brands who speak to everybody speak to no one. And I will continue to keep my boutique bespoke in its product offering. Um, and I'm also going to be looking to invest in my physical store to make it more attractive and more interactive and sustainable experience. Mm. Must be a nightmare and for you to go to an award ceremony, though, Sheena, when you think about it. You're, you're, I mean, everyone's going to think you're judging their dress, no matter how well no, turned out they no, are. No. <laughs> well, it was funny because when we arrived in, um, oh, my God, honestly, I was I was blown away by the whole ambience of the evening. It was just stunning. It was just a real glamorous event. There was a great atmosphere. And of course, I was just, my eye was just moving around the room, looking at the fabulous elegance and style of how the ladies dressed that evening. So it was gorgeous. I really enjoyed it. Well, congratulations on your win. What is the website if people want to have a look and and see what you have on offer? Okay, so our website is www.chinasboutique.ie. And where is the store if people want to call in? So we're in Oliver Plunkett Street. So we're in the lower Oliver Plunkett Street, below the GPO, um, pretty much next to Jack's and across from the Old Oak. You can't, you can't miss it. You can't miss it. Well, Sheena, look, you it's been an absolute it. pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to us. Congratulations <laughs> again. Cork Business of the Year for the SME sector. Sheena of Sheena's Boutique. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Ed Business. All that's best about business in Cork. The process of switching financial institutions is making a lot of headlines in Cork right now. Lots of banks are leaving the market. Uh, Now a group of credit unions is hoping the people in the city and county will put their branches at the top of the list when they're shopping for a new service. Gary Hanrahan is with Cork Credit Unions, Douglas Credit Union to be specific, and he's with me now. How are you doing, Gary? Great stuff. Great. Thanks, uh, John, and thanks for having Welcome. Cork Credit Unions on. Welcome to Ed Business. We have to call it Ed, Ed Business, Business because yes, everything is Ed yes, Sheeran related. Yeah. Um, look, th- this is a, a, a new enough departure for the Credit Union because cr- uh, current accounts weren't your thing. No, they weren't. No, I suppose it's in its infancy in a way. I suppose we've had them for three years. 
Um, but even at that, it was a very soft launch at the start because it was something we hadn't, a product we haven't offered before and we just wanted to be sure we got it right. Um, I know we are at a stage where we see, look, we've had it for three years. We know it works. We know it's just as good, if not better, than what the banks offer. And it's a very competitive product. And with Ulster Bank leaving and KBC leaving the market, there's a great opportunity there for us to pick up. Um, some of their members are talking between current accounts and deposit accounts, nearly a million accounts nationwide there to be picked up. So we're hoping to get on that bandwagon and... Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who will be looking for a new bank and a new current account to be specific. It doesn't have to be in a bank as such. Yes, exactly. So it doesn't, and I think that's part of what we need to do is educate our current members and potential new members that there is more to the credit union than than a savings account or we'll say small loans is what we would have been known about, known for all along. So it's educating our members again, saying, look, you can come here, you can open up a current account. We'll help you with the switching process. So if you're coming over from Ulster Bank, it's, it's a very simple, it's a one-pager you fill out with your, we'll say your Ulster Bank, IBAN and BIC, when you want that account to close and we'll organise the transfer over and help you with your setting up, uh, resetting up your direct debits and your standing yeah, orders. It, it, it's fiddly, changing banks. I did it once and I vowed never to do it again, uh, purely because it was so complicated. Other banks, Bank of Ireland, they say they've hired in hundreds of people to help with the transition. How are the credit unions, which, let's face it, are smaller organisations, able to match that? Well, firstly, you'll come in and you'll actually speak to a person. Um, We have staff on the counter as such, and we're not um, closing at different times and everything else. And every person who's at the the counter, so whatever teller is there, they're all trained up. They know exactly what to do. If you're a current member, switching over, it takes five minutes, the forms you have to fill out. We organise the switching so between ourselves and the bank. So we get the, the we we'll say the switcher pack is what we call it. That is sent off. Um, and then there's correspondence from the bank and ourselves. And then the bank will come back. And so if you want to close your bank account in two weeks time, your bank account is closed. It's automatically transferred over to ourselves. But your current account is opened that day as such. Okay. And d- does everything move over? All your direct debits, all the so, money that's supposed to go out, does everything move automatically? Not automatically. So all your money will automatically come over. So when it comes to your direct debit, so we'll be sent a, a report with whatever direct debits you have currently in place. So in terms of direct debits, for most people, their direct debits are their bills, their utilities. So it's up to you, I suppose, to go to, we'll say... Uh, Let's say ESB. ESB, exactly, to just update your details there. Technically, the bank are obliged to contact them for you when the switching process is in place, but there's no guarantee of that happening. So you're better off double-checking that yourself. It, it, I mean, nothing to do with how you guys are going to do it, but the fact that so many people, as you say, a million, might be yeah. on the move, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. Now, I know that the departing banks, if we can call them that, have been told, yeah. you ain't closing your doors until everyone's sorted. But are you anticipating a lot of confusion uh, amongst the population who are trying to move in the next couple of months? Um, there probably will be some sort of confusion, whereas that's, again, as I said, that comes down to the education piece and telling people, look, it's not as complicated as you may think. Um, and luckily, also Bank have been very cooperative in terms of once we, once we send them, switcher pack is sent to them. And if we say it, it, it is 10, so it has to be at least seven days in advance of you opening up your current account into the time when your bank account will be closed, min- minimum. So once they have that date, it, it is fairly seamless. And then we get sent, obviously, the direct debits and the standing orders. And we can set up a standing order for you there on that day, if, if needs be. And it's just the direct debits then. Or, or what's tricky. Um, does this... 
any way change the ethos of the credit union. The credit union was set up as an organisation to support everybody within the community to get loans. I mean, that that's the long and the short of it. By having current accounts, does it make you more of a bank? And if you are more of a bank, does that mean you're losing a little bit of what you were supposed to be? No, I, I don't think it, because that ethos is still there. That's not going to go away. Um, we'll always have that community involvement. We'll always work with people. So it doesn't matter if someone wants to come in and take out a 500 euro loan or a 50 grand loan, we can do both. Okay. Um, and when it comes to current accounts, the reason I suppose the current accounts were brought in is because there's a demand there from our members. It's an ever-changing mar- market marketplace from that point of view and you have to kind of grow and go, go with the times if you are to survive. Because up until now, we'll say up until maybe 10 years ago, the only income credit union got was through loans. And just in the current market, we'll say for all our deposits, we're being charged a negative interest rate on the money we take in. So in order to survive, we need other forms of income. And that's obviously what the current account will bring to us. OK, and that provides a little bit of certainty as well. This is a group of credit unions that have come together in Cork, isn't it? So it's not every credit union, but it's a good few of them. So we'll say from a Cork point of view, at the moment, um, there so there's two credit union current accounts, which may cause a little bit of confusion. But we'll say for the current account that we offer there's, there's 21 offices across 9 credit unions in Cork currently currently offering this uh, current account OK and where can people find out more about it is there a w- so website if, yeah there is so if they went on to currentaccount.ie so that's the best place to go in terms of if you want to know does your local credit union offer you put in where you are and you find out straight away if your local credit union offers the current account. And we know that there is a, a deadline set for the banks to leave. This isn't the kind of thing you leave until two days before that deadline. Sure it's not, because that, that is going to be a recipe for disaster, no matter how good the credit union or your alternative bank is going to be. Uh, ideally, no. But like with everything else, there will be, like I know as the bank are doing it in a phase process, they haven't contacted everyone in one go. So they're, I know they're contacting, we'll say 30% of them in the last four or six weeks, and then they're kind of breaking it down up until September. Um, so there will be people who haven't been contacted and there will be people, unfortunately, they will leave to the last minute. But we have, each individual credit union will have their own plans in place to ensure okay. it's as seamless as possible for anyone who comes in to open up a current account. Currentaccount.ie is where you need to go to see if your local credit union is in a position to offer you a current account if you're with Ulster or KBC and looking to switch and by the sounds of it, lots of people will do so. Gary, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming in. It was Gary Hanrahan from Cork Credit Unions. Thank you, Jonathan. Ed Business. All that's best about business in Cork. And for the final part of this week's podcast, we have moved to the hub at University College Cork because I have just been lucky enough to host the Ignite at UCC Awards and I'm delighted to be joined by the three award winners who are going to introduce themselves and the award that they won. Hello, my name is Clay Hearn and I'm the founder of Swing Numbers and I just won the best business award at Ignite. And you were very happy to win that award and a big smile on your face. Tell us a little bit about Sunny Numbers and what you do. Sure. So Sony Numbers is a data skills e-learning platform and we aim to make data accessible and intuitive for learners around, around the globe. Data is the big thing. It's, it's, uh, we have seas of data, loads of data. You're trying to help people understand and collate and use that data properly. It is. And it's growing exponentially. So there is a big opportunity to build and become the first edge tech, Irish edge tech, to actually democratise data skills on a global scale. How did you come up with this idea? Because there's lots of things you could have done. How did you end up with data? So this project started um, at my final year at Applied Psychology at ECC, 
because I uh, decided to spend the whole year uh, researching statistics anxiety amongst uh, university students. So I started developing the concept from my final year project at ECC. So uh, my name is Luke Murphy. My company is Training Reels. I've just won the best business plan. So the problem that we're really dealing with is the fact that Content marketing can have a three times return compared to traditional marketing, but it's prohibitively expensive for a lot of SMEs. So it costs about 150,000 a year if you were to do weekly uh, videos. So um, our business-friendly self-service hubs are helping uh, marketers and uh, founders uh, create the same high-quality video, but for seven times cheaper. So about 20,000 a year. And there is a big problem with people needing video content we know speaking to clients the whole time is that they want video they want it nice but there is a prohibitive cost if you want it done well so how are you managing to reduce the cost by seven times so really that's an integration of a number of um softwares out there to actually put the editing back in the hands of the client and so that they can actually complete it within the end of the session uh so it's really hands off from our point of view uh it, they can go in there and actually start shooting themselves complete the video edit so yeah so that really brings down the cost a lot my name is monica wojtek from Buildzone, and i've just won the ignite best pitch award i loved your pitch because you brought what i can only describe as a piece of waffen pipe onto the stage but that had a very specific purpose didn't it yes it did i think it's kind of ins- put a picture on it and everybody could relate everybody went and done something with drainage or waffen pipe they they all, everybody's seen it, so they actually could really understand what I'm talking about. So. And your project is about reducing cost, isn't it? So that you can actually have a good visibility on how much something should cost and how much you're going to pay for it. So yes, my project is all about savings, but also giving people transparency and digitizing the construction industry. My dream is that we, the construction industry is going to work exactly like when we go shopping for a TV. We Google it and we get options for Harvey Norman Chorus and we can choose the best product at the best price. That doesn't exist in the construction industry, so I'm hoping to bring that and change. And we, we've been talking a lot on the podcast about the cost for the construction sector and how that has increased and inflation is very, very high right now. You're kind of coming to market at a good time, aren't you? I hope so. And I hope people can trust me and work with me. I think that bringing new products and products at better value um, will help the Irish market and that, that we can actually enable more houses being built and construction to go ahead, not being killed by the price, the overall price of it. Well, that's a very noble way of doing it. So congratulations on your award and the best luck with the future. That is it from this special episode of Ed Business. Red Business will return next week, as you might suspect. Kieran McDonough was the producer. My thanks to everybody who took part and to everyone here at UCC. And we'll catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.